Come on, why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Come on, all across this house. Why don't you lift up your voice with that hand clap? Come on, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Well, we'll try that again. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Now, don't tell me you can sing and praise with a beat, but you can't just do it with your mouth. Come on. Why don't somebody give God some praise today? Come on, don't let it just be on the outer. Let it come from the inside of you tonight. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I magnify you, God. Hallelujah. Man, it is so good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. It's a, always a good thing to be in God's house. You should be thankful that you're in the house of the Lord. There's no place I'd rather be than to be in God's house. Where there's hope, where there's peace, where there's safety, where there's everything that we need in the house of the Lord. doesn't matter if it's a Wednesday night. You can get exactly what you need from the Lord tonight. Amen. Well, it has been an honor to be here the last couple weeks, and to be able to be here with you good folks and have church and be able to preach a little bit and push the church along as we just keep on going forward. Amen. It's the will of God to have revival. It's the will of God to see breakthroughs. It's the will of God to see harvests. It's the will of God to see what God said that we can see. Man, I give honor to your pastor today in his absence. Love and appreciate them. Amen. Pray for safe travels for them. Amen. If you have your Bibles, 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 8. Oh, Jesus, help us today. Amen. Did anybody come to entertain the presence of the Lord? Man, First Kings chapter 17 and verse 8. Man, I give honor to all of you today. If there's any guests in the house, welcome to the house of the Lord. Man, and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, this is the word of the Lord that came unto Elijah, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he rose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there, gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water and a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal, and a barrel, and a little of oil, and a cruise. Behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Verse 13, And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go, do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. Bring it unto me, and after make for thee and thy for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The bearer of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. She went and did according to the saying of Elijah, she and he and her house did eat many days, and the bearer of meal wasted not, neither did the cruse of oil fail. According to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. 
I also want to read Isaiah 55 and 11. Isaiah 55 and 11. Isaiah 55 and 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. I also want to read in another translation that says, In the same way that the promise that I make does not return to me, having accomplished nothing. No, it is realized as I desire and is fulfilled as I intend. I want to preach tonight from the thought, the title, a handful of meal and a little bit of oil. A handful of meal and a little bit of oil. Now, all across this house, I want you to lift up your voice. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to begin to call on the name of the Lord. Come on, all across this house, from the front to the back, side to side. Come on, I want you to call on the name of Jesus. Almighty God, come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Hallelujah. Come on, offer up praise to his name. There's nobody like you, Jesus. Come on, that's it. That feels good right now. Come on, lift up your voice. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on, is there any faith in the house right now? Come on, is there any faith in the house right now? I love you, Jesus. Oh, blessed be your name. Amen. You may be seated. A handful of meal. And a little bit of oil. The word of God is the surest thing in heaven and earth. In creation, we know when we look at Genesis, God spoke and something happened. When God began to create, man, I still believe in the creative power of the word of God. The Word of God is still relevant for today. Man, it's relevant for the day that we're living in. The power of the gospel still works. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it is relevant to the day and age living in. It is still the message that saves humanity. It is still the message that delivers and sets free. It is still the word that gives life to darkness. And it's still the word that brings people out and brings them into his marvelous light. Hey, man, the word is able to pierce the hearts of men. Hey, man, one translation of Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and active and it's sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing even to the point of dividing soul from spirit and joint from marrow. It is able to judge the desires and the thoughts of the heart. The Word is alive. Hey, man, it sees past the veneer of the flesh. I want to let you know today that no matter how we come in, there is no flesh that can hide from the Word of God. Hey, man, nothing is hid in the sight of the Word. Hey, man, the moment that you are in the place, hey, man, where the Word is and where the Spirit is, hey, man, there's nothing that you can hide. Hey, man, the Word is there and the Word is able to pierce past. Hey, man, the veneer of the flesh that we have today. Hey, man, as the word of God goes forth, hey, man, it doesn't matter if I don't know your name today. Hey, man, from Adam to Eve, God knows exactly who you are, and God knows your life, and God knows your circumstance, and God knows your situation. Hey, man, the writer gives a picture of a double-edged sword. 
which can pierce you on both sides. This is God's written word and God's spoken word that when the written word, as we begin to see it, we begin to, to, to realize that the word begins to launch out to us. And as we begin to grab a hold of the word of God, it's speaking uh, and it's alive to us. And then when a preacher gets behind, uh, hey man, the pulpit and begins to preach the word of God, uh, hey man, it is alive, it is quick, uh, and it's powerful, and it's able to go right down to where we're living. Amen. That's the power of the word. Amen. You can't have the spoken word without the written word. You have to have, amen, the written word because every word, uh, amen, that is spoken, it is established in God's written word. I want to let you know today that when God gives a word and a promise, amen, that word and promise is able to endure and it's able to stand the test of time. Can I pause for a moment and just tell somebody, amen, if God's given you a word, amen, I would not let go of the word of God. If God has given you a promise, if God has spoken something to you, hey man, I wouldn't let the enemy rob you of the word, hey man, that God has given you. Amen. Isaiah 40 and 8, the Bible says, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth. Amen. But the word of God shall stand forever. Amen. God's word will stand the test of time. Amen. The word of God will not fail you. Amen. The temporal fades, but the eternal shall stand forever. Amen. I've just come to remind somebody tonight, amen, that the word of God still works. I don't care if it was a year ago. I don't care if it was five years ago. Whatever God has spoken, God is able to establish. He's able to bring it to pass. He's able to allow it to come forward. And all it takes is but one word today. I'm telling you, we have to be people that trust in the word of God. We have to be people that trust in God's promises. We have to be able to stand flat-footed upon everything that God has spoken to us. Amen. Even when we can't see it. Amen. Even when we cannot comprehend. Amen. We have to be able to stand upon God's word. Amen. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 18, he said, I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke of a letter will pass from the law until everything takes place. What Jesus was really speaking, he was saying not the smallest Hebrew letter or even the punctuation of the word will fail. He wants, he wants to let you know that everything that he's ever wrote in, it shall come to pass. If he wrote it, amen, if he spoke it, amen, it shall be established. Man, there's always going to be something that's contrary to the word of God. There's always going to be something that stands in opposition to the word, amen, that God has spoken. There's always going to be a little bit of resistance to the promise of God and the plan of God. And you can't look at what's around you and the circumstances of it. Amen. You have to go back to the word that was spoken. You have to go back to the promise, amen, that God had given. That if God said, amen, that somebody was going to be healed, amen, I'm just crazy enough to believe uh, that God is still going to heal them. Uh, if God said that somebody was going to be delivered, uh, hey man, I'm just crazy enough to believe, uh, hey man, that they're going to be delivered. Hallelujah. There has to be raw faith and trust in the word of God. I want to tell somebody today, you can trust God's word. You can rely on the word of God. There is reliability in God's word. I'm telling you the message, the truth. Hey Amen. The word of God that is preached. Hey Amen. I want to stand in trust. Hey Amen. And stand flat-footed upon what God has spoken. Isaiah 53 and 1 says, Who hath believed our report? Hey Amen. The report was the message. It was the news. It was the information that was heard. Hey Amen. It was the thing that was being proclaimed. 
It was a thing that was going forth. And the Lord spoke under Isaiah, who have believed our report? Who has believed the word of the Lord? Who has believed the news and the message? Amen. That God has spoken. Hey, can I tell you for a moment, friend? Hey, what report are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to the report? Amen. Of the world that everybody else is saying? Or will you believe in the report of the Lord? Will you believe in the promise of the word of God? Will you believe? Oh, Holy Ghost, help us today. Amen. The Bible records in Numbers chapter 13 that the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I want you to go and I want you to send some some men to spy out and search the land of Canaan. I want you to go search. I want you to send some men out, and, and I want them to begin to search that land because um, this is the land that I have given you. This is the land uh, that I have promised you. This is the land uh, that I said long ago. This was an old promise. But God said that the land would be theirs, and and so Moses sends men to go forward to begin to spy the land. And when they get to this place and they begin to look around and they begin to see, they begin to see that there's giants in the land. They, they see that there's grapes that are of large clusters and they, they see things and all the things that would say, no, surely this can't be our land and surely we'll never be able to accomplish the promise of, amen, that God has spoken. It is too great. It is too hard. There's no way that we can accomplish this. They even begin to establish and begin to have a, a negative report. Uh, amen. That they begin to see themselves as grasshoppers. Uh, amen. As when they begin to look at the giants. Uh, God never said that they were grasshoppers. Uh, amen. Nobody ever said that they were grasshoppers uh, but their own selves. Uh, when they begin to see the opposition, uh, when they begin to see how hard it was, uh, amen, they begin to establish, uh, amen, an evil report. Uh, amen. Can I tell you that anything uh, that is contrary to the word that God has spoken. God looks at it like an evil report. He looks at it as, I'm not interested in the negative report. Hey Amen. Let's not look at why we can't accomplish it. Let's look at why we can accomplish it. Let's look at why we can go forward. Let's look at why we can have revival. Let's look at why. Oh, church, you're going to help me today. Hallelujah. There was 11 that began to see, that have that negative report. Hey man, they considered they were unable according to what they saw. The man didn't consider, hey man, that God had promised them the land a long time ago. See, that promise was already established with Abraham. It wasn't just a new promise that was standing with Moses and all of the children of Israel. Abraham told him, he said, I want you to get out from the country where you are because I'm going to give you a land that flows with milk and honey. Hey Amen. Sometimes you got to realize that the promise that we're holding on to, it's not just a new promise and a new day and a new age. Hey Amen. But it's an old promise that was established a long time ago. It's... It's old words and old promises that God speaks, amen, that you cannot let go. You cannot give up. It's not for up for grass, amen. you got to grab a hold of the word of God and the promise that you spoke, God. I don't care if it was 10 years ago. I don't care how long ago it was. God, if you spoke it, God, I'm believing it. Hallelujah. You know what happens? 
when we just stand around and look at all of the negative and look at the bad report, amen, we're not able to go into the promises and the future that God calls us to walk in because it's easy to criticize. It's easy to look on the outside of all of the bad reasons why it cannot happen. It's easy to be negative, but it's hard, amen, to get a hold of and begin to see and have positive perspective of what God can do. I'm telling this church today, you need to go back, amen, in your history, and you need to realize that God is not a man that he should lie. God is not a man that he speaks one thing and does another. Man, the report of God is the most important message. The report that God is giving is the most important thing that needs to go in your ears. Hey, man, I don't want a negative report. I don't want to hear why we can't. Hey, man, I want to hear why we can. Hey, man, when God looks at us, he's looking for us to say, God, I believe that we can do it. God, I believe that we can see it. God, I believe that we can break through. God, I believe that anything is possible. Oh, with man, it's impossible. But with God, anything is possible. They considered that it was unable, not considering that they had a God that was fighting for them, not considering that God had already established that it would be so. And while in the midst of a bunch of doubters, there was two Hey, man, the Bible records first that Caleb begins to speak up, but then we later find that Joshua comes alongside Caleb. Hey, man, and Joshua and Caleb believed the report of the Lord. They believed the message of the Lord. They believed, hey, man, what God was saying in that hour and season and time. I'm telling you tonight, we have to decide what report we are going to believe. It doesn't matter what we have or do not have. We have to believe everything that God has spoken to us. I don't care how great the opposition is. I don't care how great the pain is. I don't care how great the resistance is. We have to make up in our mind. Oh, oh man. How is it going to end with you? Where are you going to find yourself, those that don't get to walk into the promise and begin to see, hey, man, everything that God has ordained? Or will it be like some, like some of the children of Israel, hey, man, that they died out in the wilderness, hey, man, because they mocked, they doubted, they complained, they simply only had a negative report, hey, man, but the Bible lets us know about Joshua and Caleb, how they're able to see the land, they're able to see the promise, amen, because they took a little bit of the faith that they had and the word that God has spoken and said, I will believe the report of the Lord. I will believe what God has spoken. I will believe the report that God has spoken. I tell you, I want to encourage somebody today. You need to lift up your eyes and begin to grab a hold of what God is speaking. You need to get a hold of the promise of God and take ownership of the promise and say, this is my promise. This is the word that God has spoken to me. Amen. Sometimes we think, amen, that it takes much, amen, to be able to see everything that God wants us to see. You know what the reality is? Is that God looks for faith down on earth. The Bible talks about the persistent, amen, widow of 
of the unjust judge where the woman is pestering the unjust judge and he's and she's nagging him and saying avenge me of my adversary and that unjust judge that's not even a a a, a, a Christian as we would say and that unjust judge says I shall give her what she wants unless she weary me because she keeps coming back and saying avenge me of my adversary and so God says if the son of man will find faith on earth and people that say God avenge me of my adversary in other words God give me everything that's mine God give me every promise that you have spoken God give me every word Bible, our text, which is a very familiar text, is 1 Kings chapter 17. The Bible talks about the widow woman at Zarephath. There's a drought in the land. You have the prophet, you have the man of God. You have this woman, she's standing in a place, there's a drought in the land. This drought was ordained of God. God established this drought to be so. God was aware of the circumstance. God was aware of the problem. It didn't catch God by surprise. And this woman, she's standing in a place in a season of her life. Hey, man, this drought had caused so much pressure. Hey, man, that she had made up in her mind, I'm just going to die. All that I have is just a little bit, and I'm just going to sit here and die. Hey, man, because I'm in a place of despair. Little did this woman know that 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 day she was going to meet the man of God. Little did she know that she was going to meet the prophet of God that had the answer, that had the words that she needed to hear. She was simply looking at what she had. Elijah comes to her and he he begins because the Lord tells him this woman's going to sustain you. This woman that has does not have much. This woman's going to be able to, to give you what you need. And Elijah comes to this woman and he she's standing in this place and he says I want you to give me the drink and, and she's going to give him the drink and he says I want you to also to bake me a little bit of cake. In this moment in time, it would make no sense. And she says to this man, I, 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 I don't have much. I just have just a little bit of oil, and I just have a little bit of meal. I just, I just have just a little bit of flour, and I, 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 I've made up my mind. I'm just going to go to this place, and I'm, and I'm going to bake a cake, and I'm, and I'm going to die. I'm going to bake this for me and my son, and, I, and I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to throw in the towel. And in this moment in time, she's looking at only what she has, and she's not looking at the word that's getting ready to be spoken and our life in this season and time. Can I tell you that God is always aware of the circumstance. There's nothing that catches God by surprise. There's not one thing in your world that's going on that catches God off by surprise. Amen. Your circumstance does not change the word of God. Your problem that you're up against tonight does not change the word of God. Change the word of God. She looked at this place. The prophet tells her, isn't this kind of funny? He just says, well, go do what you were going to do, but make me a cake first. Isn't it crazy how, and really, if we'll go through scripture, we'll see that Elijah really is a type of Jesus Christ. And, and in this place, we're standing here in the word of God. He says, I want you to go and do what you said you were going to do. But, but first, I want you to, 
I want you to make this cake because I want you to understand something. The words uh, that is in the prophet's mouth, I need you to fear not and I need you to do uh, what I've spoken to you to do because uh, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither uh, shall the cruise of oil fail. Uh, hey man, the first thing that you need to understand uh, that when your back is up against the wall, uh, hey man, you don't need to have fear. Uh, hey man, you just need to believe the word of the Lord. Uh, hey man, the first thing that happens. Hey man, when our back is against the wall, hey man, we begin to fear. We begin to doubt. Hey man, we begin to talk about all the reasons why it can't happen. He said, I, I want you to do what I've spoken to you to do. Can I tell you that you must do exactly uh, what God has spoken to you? Uh, amen. You must do exactly what the word says. Uh, amen. She looked at the little that she had, uh, and surely God uh, was not going to use the little that I had. Uh, amen. But the word of God was, uh, the barrel of meal uh, shall not waste. Uh, the cruise of oil uh, shall not run out. Uh, amen. Until provision comes. So what was God saying? God was saying exactly what you have is enough for me to use. Amen. In your broken state that seems like you have nothing to offer. Amen. I'm telling you, God can use the little that you have in your hand. The moment that you think you don't have enough left. Is the moment that God begins to move. The moment that you think, uh, surely I don't have enough, uh, amen, to offer God, uh, is the moment that God says, uh, just simply give me what you have. Uh, it's not about the amount, uh, it's simply giving me what you have. She had that little bit looking at only what she had, but not considering what did God say. What did God say? What was the word of God that God spoke? Because the moment that God speaks it to you is the moment, hey man, that you can go about and walk through in trusting him. I may not have much to offer. Hey man, my past may be messed up. I may not have much to offer God. Hey man, but what I do have, hey man, on a Wednesday night, hey man, I'm just going to simply offer him everything that I have. What what I do have. Amen. The little bit of praise that I do have, I'm going to give God it on a Wednesday night. A little bit, amen, of the worship that I do have, I'm going to give God it on a Wednesday night. Hallelujah. There's always going to be the resistance to the word. Amen. We have to give God something to work with. Sometimes we look and say, God, I want you to work. God, I want you to move. God, God, I want you to come through. While all the while is God is saying, I need you to give me something to work with. I need you to give me something. Amen. Because the moment that we give something to God is the moment that God begins to multiply our efforts. Amen. Don't look at this church right now and this season that you're in and say, well, I only have a little. Amen. And we'll never get past this place and we don't have much to offer. No, that's where you got it wrong. The little is all God needs because the moment that you have the word and the moment that you have faith is the moment that you have everything you need, amen, for a miracle to take place. Hallelujah. The moment that you have the word and faith that's all you need for the miraculous to come about. Now, don't say that it's little today. The revelation that it, her little in the word was enough. Sometimes God's delay is the perfect time for the miraculous in our lives. Amen. The little that we're looking at, amen, is much in the eyes of God. But God is saying, I need you to begin to take the steps where you begin to move and you take action. Amen. Can I tell you today, we're not waiting on God. God is waiting on us. Amen. Just to get in the right position that says, I can pour out my blessing. 
anointing. I can pour out my favor. I can pour out. I'm telling you, come on, I need somebody, amen, that made up their mind. I'm believing the word of the Lord and the promise that God has spoken. Believing the word and the promise that God has spoken. Amen. There requires faith with the word that is spoken. We know in James chapter 2 and 17, even so faith, if it have not works, it is dead, being alone. Amen. Faith requires works. Faith requires action. Faith cannot stand alone. It requires your movement. It requires you getting engaged. It requires you moving and saying, God, I'm going to move in this place and state that I'm living in right now. I'm going to move in this place where I am today. The same way that faith is dead without works, the word needs faith or it does not accomplish what God wants to accomplish in our lives. Amen. The word has to be mixed with faith. You have to take the word of God. Amen. On a Sunday, on a Wednesday, and you have to be in, begin to mix it with the faith that's in your life. You have to begin to move and walk and say today, God, I don't have much, but God, I'm walking with the promise of God. Lord, today, I don't have much money in my account. Amen. But I'm walking with the promise of God. Lord, today, I don't have much to offer you, but I'm walking with the promise of God. I'm not standing empty-handed today. I'm standing in a place that says, I'm moving. I'm waiting on God. We've heard the term, well, you just got to wait on the Lord. You just got to wait and see. Waiting on the Lord is not sitting still and just waiting for something to drop out of the sky. Amen. When the... When God began to provide the manna for the children of Israel, it required them getting up every day to go gather what God had provided. They couldn't sit there and just say, well, manna will just fall right now on my tent. Amen. But it required them to get up and say, God's provided it. I got to go gather it. God's provided it. He's made a way. But it requires for me to move my feet. I'm telling you, ARC, amen, you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. You can't be stagnant. You can't sit still. You can't make excuses. You can't look at the reasons why it can't happen. You got to look. I'm walking. I'm taking steps. I'm walking with promise. I'm walking with a future. I'm walking with anointing. Hallelujah. It has to be mixed. The word. The Bible says if we lack, if we, we find that if we lack faith, we need to ask of God, God, help me with my unbelief. When that man was standing in a place who said, Lord, I believe, but Lord, help me with my unbelief. The Bible says that every man's been given the measure of faith. Amen. But it's up to you and I if we're going to begin to exercise the faith that God has given us. Amen. I'm telling you, all it takes is a little bit today. All it takes is a little bit of effort. All it takes is a little bit of movement. All all it takes is a little bit of breaking out, and it is enough for God to move. Oh, Isaiah 55 and 11 says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. He said, It shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. I want you to see the picture. The moment that the word of God begins to go out forth, God's not looking for that word to return to him. God's looking for that word to be accomplished. God's looking for it to come to pass. So what are you telling me, preacher? I'm telling you the word that God spoke over your life and God spoke over this church. He's looking and he's saying, it's not meant to come back to me. Because if it comes back to me, it simply dies out. But it's meant to accomplish. It's meant to be established. I'm telling you, God's not a man that he shall lie, that he speaks, and he allows his word to return back to him. That word is representing divine promises. 
It's God's promises. It's his word. Amen. It's not meant to return unfulfilled. Amen. The moment that God speaks the word, he's tied to our to his word. I'm telling you, there needs to be an attitude and a mindset in our hearts that says, God, I'm telling you, I want to see the promise. God, I want to see it happen. God, I want to see it come through. God, I don't want to miss it. want to miss the promise. God, I don't want to die out in the wilderness. I don't want to stand back and say it's un we're unable to do it. I don't want to stand in the place, amen, where we don't see the promises of God and we simply just die out and say it'll never come to pass. I'm telling you, something needs to awaken inside of this church today, amen, that we make up our mind, amen, that I'm going to see exactly what God has spoken. I'm telling you, it requires something moving inside of you, amen, that you get on fire for God that says we will take the city. We will see the land. We will see the promise. We will see the breakthrough. All across this house right now, lift up your voice. Come on, God's saying, give me the little today. Give me the little that you have today. Give me what you have today, and I'll multiply your efforts. Give me your energy today. Give me your time today. I'm telling you, let your faith be engaged in the word of God. Hallelujah just a handful of meal and just a little bit of oil. It's just a handful of meal and a little bit of oil. But the moment that God begins to speak on it is the moment that it's enough. He said, you keep on baking the cakes, you keep on going. It doesn't matter how little it is. It's not going to run out until there begins to be rain that begins to happen. It's not going to run out. He said, I want you to go bake. I want you to do what you know to do. I want you to keep on going. I want you to keep on walking. What you have right now, it's not going to run out. Well, you say, preacher, I'm telling you, I, I, I don't have much. I'm telling you, get up tomorrow morning and use exactly what you have. Get up the next day and use exactly what you have. Get Word of God, this is all I have. I'm telling you, what God is wanting to take this church and where God's wanting to take his people. I said it before and I'll say it again. It requires you moving and getting in the flow and the alignment of the anointing of what God's trying to do. Oh God, I'm waiting on you. No, God's waiting on you. Well, God, I, I don't think I can make it. God, I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to throw in the towel. I'm just going to throw in the towel and say this is it. I'm, I, I, I'm throwing in the towel. I don't think I can make it another day. I'm telling you, friend, you just give God what you have. Don't in a moment of despair and darkness in your life be willing to say, I'm going to throw in the towel. You just need to gather everything. You just need to gather a little bit of that oil and say, I'm going to come down to the altar and just give God what I have. I'm just going to give God a little bit of the praise that I have. Stand all across this house right now. Oh, those moments and seasons and time in your life where there is not much there. 
you just got to take what you have. You got to take a little bit of that praise. And when you, whenever you don't feel like praising, and whenever you don't feel like dancing, and whenever you don't feel like shouting, you just go ahead and go ahead and shout. You just go ahead and dance. When you don't feel like rejoicing, you just make up in your mind, I'm going to rejoice anyway. When you feel like, I don't feel like coming to church, I don't have much, you just come to church anyway. Just a little bit today. He's not asking for much. He's just saying, can you give me something to work with today? Can you give me something that I can multiply? When that woman gave exactly what she had, the Bible said that her and her family and the prophet and the man of God, that they ate many days. What was that? It was exactly when she began to move and she allowed her faith to be mixed with the word of God. She didn't have to worry about the provision. She didn't have to worry about God coming through because she simply just obeyed the word of the Lord. I've come to tell somebody tonight, you just need to simply obey the word of the Lord and you need to step out in faith that says, I'm moving forward in the Holy Ghost. I'm moving forward in the Holy Ghost. Just a handful of meal and a little bit of oil today. Where are you going to stand today? Are you going to stand on the side of the critic that looks at how bad it is and looks at all the reasons why we can't? Are you going to stand in the place? Hey, man, I'm telling you, some of you right now, you need to take negative thinking out of your lips. You don't need to utter another negative word, hey, man, about what God's trying to do in your life and in this church. Hey, man, the next time something comes to your mind, you need to say, I refuse that thought. I'm not going to think like that. I'm not going to talk like that. going to get on a tangent, but you need to sit around your table. and You don't need to talk about all the negative things of the church. You need to talk about all the good things of the church. You don't need to look at all the reasons and all the negative things and begin to be begin to point at and begin to talk about and sit around the table and begin to talk about how bad it is and talk about things that are going on. No, that's not what you need to do. Hey, you know when you begin to do that, you begin to damage your kids, you begin to damage your family. Hey, we need to talk about what God's trying to do in this church. We need to talk about the revival. We need to push in faith. says, I shall see what God wants me to see. All across this house right now, I want you just to lift up your hands. Come on right now, lift up your voice. Come on, what are you going to offer him tonight? Come on, what are you going to offer him tonight? What are you going to offer him today? You're going to say, God, I'm going to give you something to work with today. God, I'm going to give you something that you can use today. God, I'm going to give you something that you can multiply and the miraculous can begin to take place in our lives. 
I'm telling you, come on, church. We got to grab a hold of that. We got to grab a hold of the promise. We got to grab a hold of the truth that says, yes, we shall see it. Right where you are, I want you to begin to lift up your voice and pray. Church, I need you to lock in right now. I need you to lift up your voice and pray. Come on, right where you are. Come on, right where you are right now. Come on, what are you going to offer him today? Come on, what are you going to offer him today? If some singers could come. Church, pray right now. Come on, pray right now. Faith can move mountains, mountains of fear. Come on, activate your faith tonight. Come on, activate your faith tonight. make some commitments to God. Oh, I'm going to make some commitments to God. So why don't you try your faith out? Faith can move mountains. Mountains of fear and of doubt faith can move mountains so why don't you come on right now I want you to get connected with somebody come on I want you to get connected with somebody Come on, I want you to begin to pray. Get connected. Mountains of fear and of 
Oh, hallelujah. Come on, we're more than able. We're more than able. Mountains. So why don't you try your faith out? Faith can move mountains. Mountains up It's mountains of fear and of doubt. Faith can move mountains. So why don't you try your faith out? Faith. So why don't you try your faith out? Faith can move mountains, mountains of fear and of doubt.
Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. There's a very good feeling in the house right now, and I feel the Spirit of God, and I, I see people seeking God sincerely, and that's what we need to be doing right now, church. That's, that is our job, is to, to seek after God's will in our life. Um, I just, I've got one thing to say, and I don't, I mean, I do know where it came from, but as I'm st sitting here, and Reverend Harris is talking about Caleb and Joshua coming back with the good report. And I recall not very long ago, and many of the men in here in this room, we were at a men's conference, and there's a brother, uh, Joel Holmes was preaching, and he talked about those same, same two men that spied out upon the land. And I, I believe that's representative of something special, like the apostolic church. We are we are, not the, we are not the second half or the third half or the, the last piece, but we're the tip. We are the tip of the spear in, in God's spirit. We're, we really are. We, we, faith is not ever a question. It's about what are we going to do with that faith that we have. And we're going to lead the charge in Jesus' name. We thank you so much, God, for what you're doing tonight in lives, in families, God, and in me, Jesus, I, I praise you and I worship you, God. I'm so thankful that you, you have capable men that come and minister and, and speak a word of truth to your church, God. We praise you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. God bless each and every one as you go. Go with God. And don't forget, we have many things coming. And if you haven't uh, participated in some of those events, now's a good time to start. Um, Shake hands, greet one another, and God bless y'all.